get ready. Every dinosaur statue you've ever seen or a skeleton is made from uh, ground up chicken bones from China. To question everything. Yeah, she she told me that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. What do you believe? As I was looking around, it looked like an extraterrestrial starship. I mean, it, it felt like it was a starship. And why do you believe it? I, I do, based on my belief in scripture, I do believe that there is some sort of eternal consequence, or you could even say eternal punishment. This is Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. All right, welcome everybody to Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. I am joined by yet another special guest. This year, I've got Victor here with me. And Victor, I actually met over TikTok because uh, he found my TikToks and and found them interesting. Uh, if you're not following me on TikTok, by the way, follow me at Unquestionable Calvin. And uh, we'll, yeah, absolutely. So Victor, I'll make sure to link everything for you too at the end of the episode. But uh, welcome, Victor, to the show. Thank you, sir. Uh, it's a pleasure uh, to be here. Uh, I love having substantive uh, uh, discussions with people of all genres and interest. And this probably is my most favorite. So I'm looking uh, forward to it. I thank you for inviting me here uh, with your guest. And I, 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 I pray that I meet expectations. All right. Right on, man. Uh, so before we get into it, like too much, tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, what's, um, what's, what's your goal for coming on to the show today? You know, why do you want to talk about what you want to talk about? Well, I'll tell you, uh, I grew up, uh, not in the church and was an atheist, uh, almost militant light. I would love to find Christians, especially the weak ones, and ask them uh, questions that I knew they had no uh, answer uh, answer to. So I remember one night, I'm gonna be quick, I was doing this to my soon-to-be wife and her, uh, her uh, grandmother, asking them questions, and they could not answer, and I was just, you know, being disrespectful and slapping the Bible, and this whole thing came all over me and i heard the word say boy you better stop through that i started to really start to question my own atheism and i started to really question you know seriously as to whether or not there be a god and here i am now uh a christian longtime christian and i love discussing uh these issues Okay, right on. So what would you uh, consider your denomination if you have one at all? Thank you for the question. I, Man, in my humble opinion, created uh, denominations. Mm -hmm. Christ, uh, yes, I'm a Christian. He created a relationship. Uh, and all of this method, uh, all of those, that's man-made. I could go anywhere as long as they're preaching, teaching Jesus Christ, him crucified, buried, and resurrected. And the other stuff is just fluff. Okay, I got you. All right. So with coming out today, um, what, uh, what do you think is a good outcome for today from this conversation? What do you expect to get out of it? Do you expect um for me to convert do you expect for you to convert for just to know more about each other what do you want to get out of this convo what 
want to get out of this is to have everyone, to include you, me, and your audience, to think about the arguments or discussions that were uh, pre uh, presented and, and just look at them and see if they hold up to scrutiny. I do right. not expect to change anybody's mind. That's not my job. My job is to politely, correctly, with accuracy and with Christian love to explain uh, as I can. All right. Right on. So let's get into it a little bit. Let's start off with just the general question. Why do you believe in the particular God that you believe in? What evidence do you think you have for that God and why we should believe in it? Thank you. I have evidence that is, it shows that the Holy Bible has a historicity to it. In other words, the scriptures that we read, we have literally found artifacts, seals of kings, graves, palaces, and all sorts of things uh, to substantiate the historicity of, of the scripture writ large. But when it comes to, and that was a very beautiful question, why Christianity? Why this God? This man, Jesus Christ, is the most, in my humble opinion, most talked about, debated figure that has ever lived. And again, trying to uh, really question my atheism, I really start to look into this guy, Jesus Christ. And as I looked into him, I did find also historical evidence that would really hold up uh, in court as to whether he lived, as to whether he was crucified, and there is strong evidence, not of the scientific type, that he did three days later uh, rise from the grave. So the more I got interested in this man, Jesus, the more he and the scriptures, they, they made sense to me. I could okay. really understand and know. And since that time, I've tried other uh, so-called gods, they have no proof that I can find. Okay. So see where I, where I come from, I get what you're saying, you know, that I don't disagree that there are some things in the Bible that are historically correct. You know, there are some historic, uh, real people in the Bible, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar, he was a real person as mentioned in the Bible. Um, so I'm not denying that at all, uh, that these people, existed now with jesus existing i'm still honestly a bit on the fence about it um i i'm kind of agnostic on the position but that's regardless because i don't really care whether jesus necessarily existed or not i care about whether the supernatural magic stuff that he was doing was real and how can we tell like for example um, the day where uh, the time in the Bible where Jesus spit in his hand and rubbed it on a man's eyes and cured his blindness. Um, what evidence do we have for that event outside of what the Bible claims? Thank you. Thank you for the uh, question. And and when we talk about evidence, we really have to define what evidence is to the conversation that we're talking about. You're talking about miracles. You're talking about all of the all of the parting of the Red Seas and the mm -hmm. uh, getting water out of a rock and the so forth and so on. These are what we Christians call miracles. And by definition, a miracle is an event 
that in some way break the laws of nature, physics, or something to that matter, which uh, that cannot be approved. So I can't prove one miracle to you. Mm -hmm. Not one. So then why would you believe that they happened? Because this man called Jesus, he adds up in every other area that I can see. And for those things that you're talking about, like like uh, that are not uh, uh, provable, like, like miracles, I found myself saying, well, if I can trust that he did this and this and this and the history said this and this, I can give them the benefit or uh, of doubt with scrutiny and believe that they happen because the rest of the scriptures uh, uh, testify uh, of these things. And when I say the rest of scripture, understand uh, real quick, six, six books written over 1600 years, more than 40 authors. That's when right. read correctly using the uh, scientific uh, interpretation of scriptures, hermeneutics, we find that there is not one scripture, not one, that contradicts another scripture. So if you walk away from reading any scripture with an with an idea saying, uh, I have a red bicycle, you need to find another witness somewhere in the Bible that makes you walk away with that exact same thought process. It's called uh, the law of two or three witnesses. And if you can't find that, you walked away more than likely with the wrong interpretation of what Great. Okay. Well, I, I, I would honestly say that I, I do wholeheartedly disagree that there is no contradictions in the Bible. Um, I can think of a couple right off the top of my head. Um, but it's, it's, uh, so, so I would, I would disagree with that, but it's, um, regardless of, so what, what I'm hearing is that the Bible says that it happened. So you, you take it on faith that it happened is kind of what I'm here. Is that correct? That is the end state. But again, remember, I told you I've been a Christian. The, the Bible has proved itself to me. It's no more just blind faith. God doesn't want blind faith. Blind faith is no faith. God wants us to believe him at his word, and he says he will prove it. So the, 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 the faith that most talk about, well, that's, that's not Christian faith. Christian faith is knowing of a certainty that the scriptures that you're reading are, are divine, inspired, and of the mind of God. So at the end, you say, I, I believe it because the Bible says so. Yeah, that's the end state. But look at mm -hmm. all the uh, avenues I have to go to get to the end state. But in that same reasoning, you could say that the Quran is true because there are some true facts, some real people, real events in the Quran. And it does mention Jesus in the Quran, although it was written 700 years after he was, you know, lived and died. Um, uh -huh. So, I mean, you technically could say that the Quran is evidence of miracles, etc. just because, I mean, you can take it on blind faith and there are some real things and real people uh -huh. in there. And um, so, so it's the same kind of outcome um so how if someone comes up to me with a bible and says there's true historical events in the bible that's why i believe it and then someone comes up with a quran and says the same thing how do i know who is right and who's telling the truth that's a very that's a very wonderful question first of all we have to understand what are we looking at the quran 
written by one dude, dictated by another dude, written what, 10, 15 years maybe? The Bible, 66 books, more than 40 authors. They range from prisoners to kings over uh, 1,600 uh, years was to coming together of the scriptures. And I understand when you say you can think of uh, uh, contradictions, but again, I'll stand on when studied correctly using hermeneutics, the scientific uh, interpretation of scripture, the reader will find that there is no contradiction that cannot be answered. Are there hard things to uh, to really look at? Well, in that sense, yeah, yeah, there are. But that caused us to get deeper into this thing called hermeneutics. If someone came up to me with one book that one dude wrote talking about some things that might have happened and that dude's God is named such and such, I'm looking at you funny because when I hold up my Bible, it's 66 books and the credibility of it is spot on. Now, see, sorry, not to interrupt. Um, uh, I would say personally that the because of how many books it is, how long it took to write the Bible, um, how many people were involved in writing it from different um, social statuses all throughout history, different regions, different continents, even people rewriting it. I think that makes it even less credible than the Quran that was only written by it wasn't written just by Muhammad. I think Muhammad didn't even write it. I think he he told it to somebody and they wrote it on form technically um, yeah, yeah. something like that. I'm not an expert on it, but um, and since that was written during his lifetime, it wasn't published until I think maybe 100 years after he died or something, but it was already written by the time he died, basically. Um, so what? I mean, I, I would find that the Quran almost sounds by by your logic more credible because it was written in less time by less people um, about stuff that the Bible talks about, too. So I, I don't know why why I would think that the Bible is more credible because it had more authors that didn't know each other. Uh-huh. Uh, great uh, conversation. When it comes to scripture, there is one author I'm talking uh the Bible. There is one author, and that author is God. Mm-hmm. Imagine yourself being a CEO, and mm-hmm. you want to write to another CEO a letter about whatever. Well, you're not going to sit down being paid millions and put pen to paper. Your secretary is going to do that as you dictate uh, the letter to him or her. And this is the exact same way God inspired the holy men of the scriptures to write exactly what he told them to write, while at the same time using their unique skills, uh, uh, intellect, language, and, and so forth, and so on. Try this, and I'm through with this. Uh, I'm through with it, if it suffices you. Let's get in a circle of five people. I'm going to whisper in your ear, and it's going to go around back to me. Mm-hmm. We both know, we all know, by the time it comes back to me, it sounds nothing like uh, it started out. And, 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 and that is the same case with the scriptures. So many people, so many different backgrounds, and it all still fits perfectly. And I understand you said you know, uh, 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 contradictions, but my testimony, not one. Um, I mean, r- right off the bat is is the claim of um, what color was Jesus's robe? Was it scarlet or was it purple? 
um because it, it gives two different accounts. i think in mark and luke i want to say maybe it's mark and matthew um but uh-huh. one of the two one says it was a red robe and the other one said it was a it was a purple robe so that's a contradiction right off the top of my head another one is saying that you have to love thy neighbor but then at the same time um it says to um hate if you don't hate your mother your father your friends your family and even yourself then you cannot be jesus's disciple so he's telling people to love each other but then at the same time telling them to hate each other or they can't be his disciple so um bit of a contradiction there but um with the god inspiring the writing of the bible um i mean it's it kind of leads me back to the same thing you know the um muslims claim that the quran was muhammad was inspired by allah to write the bible or the the quran and um arjuna was inspired by krishna to write the bhagavad gita and Mm -hmm. um it it kind of goes down the line the same type of stuff so it doesn't give me any more reason to believe in that particular god yes sir uh i would like to say uh, uh uh to that is none of those other religions none has a savior that returned from the dead three days after being crucified. And I know a lot of people uh, won't take that at face value, but the scriptures have shown us that this was a miracle that was done by Jesus. Taking it at face value, just take it at face value for a moment, name any other religion that can claim that. Jesus is exclusive. I, I, I mean, the, if you've ever read the Bhagavad Gita, I mean, that's that's got some crazy stuff. Krishna lives to like 100 something years old. And, um, you know, it's it's got all kinds of like Ooh. weird metaphysical stuff. So, I mean, uh, it's it's def, it's definitely not 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 an original um, thing. And if you've ever read about Egyptian mythology too, Egyptian mythology contains a lot of resurrections and such. I think Rob was actually resurrected after three days. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you know that the resurrection happened outside of what the Bible says? Because of the evidence that uh, is presented. Imagine more than 500 people have testified that they saw Jesus after he died. He stayed in Jerusalem for 40 days walking the, earth, the the streets people saw him his disciples they went from cowering in a room because they had just had their their, their messiah killed to coming out being the strongest proponents and preachers that the world has ever seen what caused that change from them to to cowardly but now I'll die for this. People will die for a lie that they don't know is a lie. If I don't know it's a yeah. lie, I believe it true. I may die for it. Yeah. You see? But nobody's going to die uh, for something that they know uh, is not true. Nobody. And mm. where's the body? They could have I mean, stopped. They could have. Go ahead, sir. They mm. could have ended Christianity that third day by presenting the body. Can you name me just one of the 500 witnesses of jesus the bible 
does not give us those names. But but then we can't assume that they even exist. I they they could have written five thousand, added one extra zero in there, wow. and you would have not batted an eye because it says five thousand. So <laughs> how or maybe it's only fifty people, and they added yeah. an extra zero. So how do you know that anyone saw him resurrect? It, it boils down to credibility. It boils down to credibility. And what does that mean? It means Jesus Christ has, as a historical figure, has first century historians to document him. And one of them, if you give me a moment, even talk about, they talk about seeing him after he was uh, uh, raised. As an example, the historian uh, Tacitus. Tacitus, he, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to cut you off right away because I, I looked okay. into all the names that you sent me before. Um, Tacitus wasn't born until 56 CE. So that is like 30 years after Jesus would have died. So he literally couldn't have seen Jesus firsthand. No, that's not what I said. I said he wrote about people who said, and remember, historians do the, the the standard for being a historian is not living at the same time as the person or persons that you want to uh, categorize. It's going back and doing evidence searching and, exactly. and so forth. Exactly. Then, evidence searching. And if there's no evidence for the resurrection, he's just saying, oh, this guy says, you know, oh, this guy said that Jesus resurrected. So I'm going to write it down. That's not evidence. That is anecdotes. That is not good uh historian work it is not all that's what you're saying is the evidence you're saying that tacitus is is evidence is, is a first-hand witness of jesus christ because some guy said that he was okay let me uh you say you looked up everybody that i sent you uh yeah everyone that you sent me so i mean i have the name what i is... have jo you sent me josephus tacitus uh suetonius and julius africanus so i looked all them up and researched them yeah. but Anyone else I wouldn't know anything else about because I don't know about anyone else. I picked, so I, other, people. Be irrelevant. Yes, but, sir. I um, picked other people for you today. Because yeah, Josephus was born in 38 CE and even David Fitzgerald, who's a who's a notable Bible scholar um, and who I've interviewed on the show before. Check out that interview, by the way. Um, he he even attested that he spent good 20 years researching Josephus and Tacitus and, and they, they weren't firsthand witnesses because they weren't born in that time. Um, Gaius Suetonius was born in 69 CE and died in 122 CE. So that is another 35-ish years after Jesus would have lived and died. And Sextus uh, Julius Africa Canis was born in 160 CE and died in 240 CE. So that's almost a hundred years after Jesus would have lived and died. So none of those people could have been a possible witness of Jesus Christ. But sir, that's not what I said. I said that they were historians and they documented what people told them. And all of those that you that that you are uh, uh, listing, they're not disqualified because they they never saw christ that doesn't disqualify them a little bit uh, <laughs> they are a little bit okay uh alexander the great had how many authors four yeah and i'm pretty sure we have his tomb though like i'm pretty sure we've uncovered his actual tomb and i'm pretty sure you will not uncover jesus's actual tomb That's well we could point. find the tomb we just wouldn't find his body right unless christianity's false and he didn't resurrect but there's like five or six places i actually did a a Again, when I was talking to David Fitzgerald, we talked about the like 10 or 12 different 
supposed uh-huh. tombs of Jesus Christ, some of which even being in Japan. So some Japanese people are even claiming G- Jesus resurrected and died a second time in Japan. So how do I know that that isn't the real tomb of Jesus if we haven't found it yet? The tomb of Jesus is not the catalyst for the Christian experience. And that's true. The, cat- the catalyst for the Christian experience experience is Jesus Christ, the man who, right. who, who we're speaking of now. And I got more than 10 other historians that document uh, about Jesus. As a matter of fact, you can get the whole Bible gospel from secular historians alone, and it will wind up with what the scriptures say. So that's got to have some weight. It's got to have a lot of weight, I don't believe. I mean, it, it, it doesn't hold any more weight than any other book that makes any other God claims is what I'm saying. Um, so I guess we'll we'll take it a different route here. Let's go a different route. So sure. you believe in the God of the Bible. And do you believe that the actions that were taken by the God of the Bible, supposing for this conversation that God exists, okay? Um, we're going to suppose it for this little thought experiment. And do you believe that the actions that were taken by the God of the Bible were always good? The problem with evil. That's what we are talking about here. You got it. I will be the first one to tell you that there are many hard things to explain for us Christians when we read how God told his people to literally massacre whole civilizations. I take issue with that. Do I call that good? No. But what I do, that's, that's not good. But what I do know and believe is that, first of all, my God knows a heck of a whole lot more about the situation that's going on uh, at the time uh, that, that he's giving these orders. And I do know that, yes, I will admit that I believe that is wrong, but I also believe that the God of the Bible is all good, even if the act at the time uh, may seem wrong, what does it lead to a better end result? Maybe. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna argue that it's all good, but I will argue that God is all good. Okay. So, so okay, good. Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, I, I was, I was more so asking because I, I understand what the confusion. I wasn't asking if the Bible is all good, if the God is all good. So thanks for clarifying that. Um. So, so you say that the God is all good, and the things that He does may seem bad. But the outcome outweighs the the outcome is good enough to outweigh the bad is kind of what you're saying. Um, Imagine for, this. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to finish? Go ahead. No, sorry, sorry. I'll I'll, I'll go uh, just finish up real quick. So, um, why? What good comes out of killing like 99.9 percent of? all life on earth if you're assuming that the bible is true noah's flood happened for example what i mean yes the that happened early on in the bible and yeah the the bible ends like happy happy tales or whatever how is killing 99.999% of the entire world's like total population of all living organisms and leaving eight people alive 
how does that outweigh any bad? How does the good outweigh any bad in that situation? The first thing, and thank you for the uh, the hard questions. I really do uh, uh, appreciate that. That's what but I do. The first, the, uh, the first thing that we as people have to understand is that all life, all mankind belongs and is accountable to God. Why? So he is their creator. God created man. So what? I don't understand. So, so yeah, I, I get that. So you're, you claim that, that God, you know, created everything, everybody, but why do I have to worship him for that? Wait just a minute. Also, let's go back to Noah. Okay. Are you familiar with the Nephilim? Yeah, I'm pretty familiar with like the old. Yeah. The giants of old. Mm -hmm. One thought process, and I tend to I tend to kind of agree with it. God said that the every thought of mankind was evil. And the sons of God, fallen angels, demons, they cohabitated with the daughters of men, and they came with these giant men of old. They were not man, but they were not angelic either. They were, for lack of a better definition, freaks of nature. And one reason, I believe, is that God wiped everybody else out to get rid of that first and foremost, but again, because he said it had repented him. He said he was sorry that he had made man and he wiped him out and started over with Noah. I can't explain it any better than that. Okay. So let's, let's go back to that. God was sorry for making. So is God all knowing? God is all knowing. Now, when you when the Bible speaks like that, understand that it is trying to help us to understand God using human terms, human ways that we uh 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 know things. God does never change his mind. Why? He doesn't get any new information. If God so, is all knowing and he doesn't get any new information what would cause him to change his mind isn't and that the point not... of prayer no the point of prayer because is like for example God. if someone is dying of cancer a bunch of christians will get together and pray that god will fix them but that's god's plan is for them to have cancer and you're praying for him to change his plan well we unless know. he he already knows whether that person's going to die or not so let's say he already knows that wow. they are going to die like he he has decided because he is all knowing, he has a plan. He that they are going to die. Your prayers are pointless, completely pointless. So, what well, would be the point of prayer if that's literally the point of prayer is to change God's mind? That's circular reasoning, though. It's not. I, I, that that's circular reasoning. We're saying How? just because. Say I went to a movie. Mm -hmm. I watched the whole movie. I went back the next day, watched the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Now the third time that I go. And sudden such happens. I know what's gonna happen, but I didn't cause it to happen. And the same as it is with God. He knows all. 
But mm -hmm. everything that happens is not in his sovereign will. Why? Because he created us with will. God gave us free will. And the person that you, as an example, I don't know why they had cancer, say they chose to smoke and they got lung cancer. That's their free will. Okay. Everything that happens on earth is not God's will. You what about newborns with leukemia? That's, that's the problem of sin. When sin entered, everything was corrupted. What did when that little leukemia-ridden newborn baby do that was so sinful to where God needed to not give them leukemia, but let I, them get leukemia? See, like, why couldn't he just, like, put a wall there or something for it? Now, understand, God knows all. And everything that happens, I got to keep telling you, is not in God's plan. This world belongs to Satan. When we sinned, dominion of the earth was given to Satan. This is why he's known as the, the, the prince of the power of the, of the, of the air and the uh, such and such. Satan is in control. And so sin, listen, what, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Blame, you can't blame God for a little child getting uh, leukemia when because of sin, not necessarily of the, the child or the or the parent. We may not ever know. We don't know. But the culprit is always sin. Always. The thing is, is that so let's go back to original sin, right? With Adam and Eve in the garden. God is all knowing even at this point, right? He's always been always all knowing. It's so he knew that Eve was going to eat the apple before she even did it. So he knew that sin was going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. So he could have just like, he, he knew all of that. Um, and that doesn't make him all good because he, that means he creates. Sin. So that would also in turn mean that he's not all powerful too. If he lets Satan be the, I guess if, if Satan is ruling this earth, right. If he's in charge of all of us and God's just sitting back, Oh, I can't do anything. And I'm just going to let Satan give you guys leukemia or whatever. What is, what kind of all good, all knowing, all powerful God is that? Let me tell you what God could have done. He could have made you and me robots without the ability to decide for ourselves. He could have made us where we were incapable of sinning, but that is not God. Why would he Why would He want to make you and not give you free will to do with your life what you want to do? Yes, he wants all to come into a loving relationship with him, but he is not going to make you. These are uh, the, the actions that come about when humans exercise their free will. If God stopped every crime, if God uh, healed everybody, God would be nothing more than a tyrant. Why? Is, because in order for him to do that, he had to remove my free will. Is there free will in heaven? I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? The, the Bible, again, What's I, your I best can't guess? Say I can't say with uh, certainty. Okay, let me ask. Would... I'm sorry. Let me ask you this. Um, is there sin in heaven? No. So then would we not be robots in heaven because we can't, we, that we don't have the free will to sin in heaven? It, it, it doesn't work like that, actually. What happens is the soul 
your soul after your body dies goes to heaven or the other the other place god said that there is nothing unclean that can enter his kingdom so even for you to think that well i can get up there and then sin you can't because god's already said that nothing unclean nothing sinful so then he's controlling us a free will so, cause, cause what, let's say I go to heaven, right? Let's say I go to heaven, I get there and I decide I want to punch my great grandma straight square in the nose. I just want to punch her as hard as I physically can right in the nostrils. Am I able to do that in heaven? Here's the, here, the problem with sin is the flesh, the flesh, your fleshly desires. When I say you, yours, I'm talking about mine too. It causes us to do sinful things. As an example, hey, beautiful woman. Uh, in heaven, you have no flesh. The sin property of man is in his flesh that came from the ground. When you are in heaven, you do not have flesh. You have a glorified body similar to the one uh, that Jesus rose with. And it is, because it is not made of flesh, incapable of sinning. So, to say that God's not letting me or I don't have free will, that's kind of it. it. It's not, that's literally, that's quite literally the point. If I want, when, when I die, if, if I die and go to heaven and I get there and I want to sin, do something sinful, then uh, I'm not able to do it. God will not allow me to do it. He has instilled the lack of knowledge to do a sin in my head so he has programmed me i am a robot in that no case. sir no I, let me respectfully uh disagree because your flesh won't make it to heaven i don't know of anything other than my flesh what I, evidence I, I, you have I, of 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 a soul yeah yeah that's what i'm trying to explain to you your soul your regenerated soul meaning that you you are saved it desires no sin but it how do you know that God, the scriptures uh, teach us that. Circular reasoning. No, how so? Because the, you're using the Bible. You're using the Bible says that uh, you cannot sin in heaven, so you you can't. You know, it's you're using the Bible to prove the Bible. The, how do you know that with with empirical evidence? I don't. I don't. Then why and would you believe it? Why would I believe it? Again, Faith. all of the evidence that I have attempted uh, to, to, to bring forth is why God has earned my credibility. God has earned my trust and my love and so forth. And oh, by the way, I'm not the dumbest guy in the world when it comes to scripture. Uh, uh, God loves us. He loves me and we will not want to sin. Your soulless man does not sin. You're a soulless man. And there is, because these are spiritual, I cannot give you any empirical uh, uh, evidence. I can't give you any empirical evidence about what's the goings on in heaven. I haven't been there yet. No. But I believe it because of the relationship that I have built with my loving God. First, okay. But that's why I believe it. And that you're not going to get a better answer than, than, than that, because there is no evidence that I could give you according to the supernatural world, because the supernatural world, uh, it, it is not privy or it is not uh, 
set at the limitations that we are. Okay. So what is, um, what is one thing that it would take for you to change your mind? Do you know, like just your best guess, maybe you don't know, maybe you do. What is something that would really make you sit back and think, man, maybe this God isn't real. What do you think? I got to tell you, brother, and I just don't want to sound like a sounding board, but I'm going to have to. I'm sold. Nothing. Okay. So let's do it this way. On a scale from zero to 100%, how certain are you that you are right and that the particular God that you believe in exists? 100%. And again, I say that because of all the evidence he's left me. I have no evidence from Zeus. I have no evidence from Odin. No evidence from the spaghetti monster. But with this God, I got evidence upon evidence upon evidence. But... But, but what what is it though i've been asking like you like i i've gotten a lot of evidence for you know uh, what you believe is evidence for jesus existing and um, historical people existing but I, I haven't heard anything that is like wow this is evidence for a god and not only a god but the particular god that victor believes remember when i say a building or a painting do I really have to ask myself if there was a builder? No, because we have we have previous examples you, of paintings you. being being made and buildings being built. We have previous examples of that seen, that we can demonstrate. You didn't even let me finish, brother. Well, because I because I didn't want you to go on if I already knew the answer to your question. But if but you, you would know, like, you can continue. I would. The evidence for my God is His creation. And he has also said that those two witnesses, our consciousness and the very creation that we can see is full evidence uh, enough for you to believe that there is a, a creator God. Because we all know, and I've heard all the arguments too, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. But I, I could have... I could have a Muslim walk up to me and say, this is create creation is evidence of Allah, not uh -huh. the God of Christianity. Boom. Yeah, it's, the, it's the same thing that you're saying. Not the same thing. Because again, I have other evidences such as the scriptures that do not. Lie. They think so too. Or, they they think they have a lot of evidence too. And arguably, I would argue that they kind of do have more evidence in Christianity because it's not as old of a religion, really. I don't I I don't see it. I just I, I just don't. I just don't. I'm sorry. The Christian God has literally given us everything we need to know. But how do you know it's the Christian God? How do you know it isn't Satan that was deceiving you? Because his scriptures, the 66 books, that the love letter that he written to us tells us. Now, if you're going to just say uh, throughout the Bible, well, that's most of my evidence. Or if you're going to say, well, the creation, anybody could have done that too. Mm -hmm. We're not giving the conversation over or the... The do it's needed but it's see you're saying that let's let's say trees you're saying trees look at a tree it's look at the trees it's example of god's creation okay. i could have a hindu walk up to me and say look at the trees that is evidence that krishna and ganesh exists or i could have a muslim come up and say that's evidence of allah or a mormon come up and say that's evidence of moroni or the uh a pastafarian come up and say that's evidence of the flying spaghetti monster 
it is all the same claim. It's not any evidence at all. So what evidence do you have that your particular God created the trees? So so the argument is my God, not a God. Yes. You, the one that you believe in. That's what I'm really focusing on is because the one that you particularly believe in. I have tried him. I know him. He speaks with me. I understand his word. He has laid it out. I, the argument, which God, I really don't see a lot of merit in that. I think the better merit is to find out first and foremost whether there be a God and yeah. go from there. That's what we should do at first. That's fair. But how do you test for something supernatural? Something yeah. and, and supernatural by definition is something that you can't really test for. Absolutely. So it's like, how, how do you... And the Bible, if I'm not mistaken, even says you can't test for God. So uh, you can't test God. So it's like, why, why, what's the point of believing then? Here's the point. The scripture says that offspring will produce of its own kind. That means cows are always going to have cows. Oh boy. I mean, dogs. Even though there may be some macro evolutionary different uh, species, God says that these things produce only themselves. It's true. We can see that. One point for the Christian God. God um, also said. Can, I'm sorry. Uh, just, just before we go on any further, let's just take a breather right there. What, What is a kind on the... The animal kingdom, you know, family tree, where is a where is kind on there? When the word kind is there to describe everything else, he's not gonna say every tree, every rock, every every such and such and so and so. The word kind is the, the the totality of everything that breeds. So no, there is no kind on 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 man, uh, on uh a limb or however that you did put it, but the evidence that God's truth is truth because only thing that you will ever get from a human being is another human being. That's You're not, not going to get a fish. Say it again? Transitional species? Yeah, um, you you yeah. ever looked into worst those? Worst evidence. Yeah, worst evidence for that. A Let's lot. Like, there's arguably, there is more evidence for evolution than there is for gravity. That's just a blatant fact. That's not a fact, sir. That is a fact. Also, I've literally talked to evolutionists and biologists and astrophysicists and, like face to face that have attested this. Yes. And a, a Google search will literally pull it up for you. But um, there's so much we can observe evolution in a lab. We do it every single day. Um, but transitional species. We are apes. It, it can replicate nature to a pretty dang good degree. We can make diamonds in a lab now. Like we don't even need to mine for them anymore. We can yeah, just make fake. them in a lab. They're, not, they're fake. No, they're yeah. not. They're totally real diamonds. They test they, the same hardness called, levels. Called they called are diamonds. diamonds. They are diamonds. They are just created in a lab. I literally just bought my wife her wedding bands the other day. Trust me. They, they're the same exact. Congratulations. Um, but, thanks. Um, but, but again, but all of the evidence that I'm talking about, I feel like it's been a little like, eh, you know. I haven't gotten any evidence. What would suffice as evidence for you? I don't know, but if your God existed, he would know. But and see, he either already... hasn't presented it, doesn't want to present it, or he doesn't exist. Really? God says, 
that what is needed for salvation for every man to clearly seen him has already been given. And one of those evidences are the creation. The next evidence is the evidence that lives in your heart. You have a consciousness. We all have a consciousness. And basically we all believe that some things are, are objectively moral and some things are not. All of this leads to one creator. And then you may say something, well, where the DNA is so close. Yeah, he made it all from the ground. So close. <laughs> Yeah, the, that, evidence, that, the evidence that 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 should produce faith is producing other things. Uh, with at least this conversation. Mm -hmm. I uh, yeah, I just I don't see. I, I don't I don't see any any reason to believe in the Bible. You know, like bottom line is the claim. the The Bible for me is the claim. It's not the evidence. Just like the Harry Potter Harry Potter books are the claim for Voldemort and you know, Quran's claim for Allah. You know, these are these are claims. And until something can be demonstrated outside of a single uh singular source, wow. I don't see a reason to believe it. You know, if someone can demonstrate to me, if someone can show me evidence of a God, I will wholeheartedly believe that that God exists, but no matter what God that is, I will not worship it. That will never happen. No matter what God has proven true to me, I will not worship. Um, yeah. unless your God wants to impede on my free will and force me to worship him. Uh, no, he wouldn't do that. He, 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 he would never, he would never do that. If you don't want to be with God, you don't have to be with God, but you get I'll to be with Satan and hell for all of eternity. Let's talk about that. <laughs> what? Let's talk about that. Okay. Do atheists go to hell? The Bible says they do. Huh? The Bible says they do. Actually, I can show you the verse. All, I, no, I don't. I don't. Just, I'm not disagreeing. The Bible says that all men without Jesus Christ are going to hell. That's now, true. God is sovereign and he alone will call balls and strikes at the time of, of our departing. In other words, I'm not going to sit here and say all atheists go to hell. I can't. I cannot judge my fellow man that way because one, I don't know them. Two, I don't know the circumstances. And three, I don't know what God knows about them. Remember, I was an atheist for 25 years. Mm -hmm. But one day, things started to make me think a little bit differently. So do all atheists go to hell? I cannot say that. I can't even tell you that. Uh, all sinners, well, I can't tell you that, but I, I won't. God hates sin. And at the very root of every sinner, to include atheists, to include pedophiles, homosexuals, uh, uh, Man, woman, sex without marriage. It's all called sin. And this is man's biggest problem that he can't get out of himself. Statements made like, I would never a God or such and such. You are literally refuting, refuting uh, information evidence before you even get it and you send me on a uh, tiktok they say proof proof even before i give them the proof y'all it's fake it's fake it's fake i can't because usually usually the the case with people calling your evidence 
fake and a hoax before you even present it mm-hmm. isn't necessarily something that you did, but something that those people have experienced. I do agree that that's not right for them to dismiss your evidence before you even present it. That is not cool. Any atheist out there listening, that's not cool to do. Um, so I agree with you there. Where they, I think, are coming from is that they've all heard the same arguments over and over and over. It's all just the same rehashing, rewording, word salad of the same five or ten arguments over and over. And so they kind of are presupposing what you're going to say, which isn't good skepticism. So I, I partially agree well, with you. But the pro- well, I agree with that conversation. But the problem is they may have heard it. But have they literally tried to prove to see whether or not it's genuine or not? That's the difference. And that's something you can't know. You just can't know that. Like, do you think that I've tested for the things that you believe are evidence? Do you think that I have tested for some of the things that you've presented here today? I don't know. I 100% have. I've read the Bible from cover to cover multiple times, and I was just reading it earlier today. That is um, the worst way to read a Bible. So, uh, no, it's not. You you, you yeah, read the Bible. Is. You can't. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, I've read the Bible multiple times, and uh-huh. it's uh, it's it's not holding up. Needless to say. Awesome. <laughs> uh, well, everything from you page challenge one. Me on, you you challenge me on a lot of evidence, but mm-hmm. let me hear your evidence. Evidence for what? Why there is no God. I don't claim that there is no God. I hold an agnostic atheist position, which is I. That's right. I don't claim that there is no God. I just don't know. But as of the claims for gods that I've heard thus far um, Mm -hmm. and understand, uh, they don't convince me. So I just don't believe you is all you say that I believe in a God and I or you say there is a God and I say, I don't believe you. That's it. Well, I can. So I I don't have a burden of proof. Sorry. See. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, because I'm not making do. a positive claim. <laughs> I just don't know, and I, until you present it, I have reason to say it doesn't exist. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to argue that because I agree with that. But I often hear atheists and others saying that they don't have a burden of proof. If you're in the conversation, you do. No, I don't need to prove yes. that your God doesn't exist. I don't need to do that because that's not the claim that I'm but making. I just don't believe you need, you have come with the claim and you're the only one we come to a poker table and we, uh, you are the only one holding cards at the poker table. I am already out. I am, I'm, I'm out. I'm just (laughs) waiting for you to finish your turn. You have the poker cards. I'm not making a positive claim. You are. So I don't have anything to substantiate. But do you agree with this? If I, as a theist said, there is a God and an atheist, not you, says there is not a God. Do we both not have the burden of proof? No, they have a burden of proof that now they have to prove that there is no God. Like I can say there is no Bigfoot. Bigfoot does not exist. And then I have, that means I have to prove that Bigfoot does not exist, which would be through debunking the evidences for it. So you say, I believe in a God, or you say, there is a God. I say, I don't believe you. You present the evidence for that God. And I look it over and debunk it. Okay. That's it. God created man. Agree or disagree? I don't know. You haven't given me evidence to suppose that other than what the Bible says. Okay. Where did man come from? I don't know. Evolution? I don't know. Probably. Abiogenesis. That's a thing. 
abiogenesis. And that's something we still don't fully understand is abiogenesis. So yeah, abiogenesis, uh, you know, uh, non-living organisms coming together to form living organisms and then eventually uh, evolving Nature. over millions of Nature. years. Yes. That has never yes. been. But we can, but we can still observe. You can't even find one fossil record of that happening. That is absurdly false. Do me a favor and send me the links after after this and uh, to your I mean, you can you can Google it like Gigantopithecus, um, you know, Homo erectus, um, uh, uh, Tiktaalik. He's like arguably the most famous transitional no. fossil. It's literally a fish transitioning into a walking land animal, Tiktaalik. Um, that's an actual fossil that we have that we have demonstrated Please. comes from millions Please. of years ago. You're right. I've never heard of that one. And I would love to hear of it because as I know it, other than what you say, and I only can take it at face value, there are no uh, fossil records of any species transforming into another species. We and even if that were the case, what drives it? Apes like chimpanzees are living transitional species fossils for us like we are apes right now we are monkeys and we literally apes have like 98.5 percent dna match up with human beings chimpanzees so does the rest of the we all come from the same ground we but don't we apes we're apes yeah i came from an ape you came yes. from an ape. you're you're a monkey i'm a monkey my wife's a monkey we're all monkeys kind of Mon monkeys and apes are a bit different but i know i know we don't have time for this all, all night but i would just uh, for my edification, I would love to, uh, for you to send some of that to me. If yeah. You would, please. yeah, I can I can try to look up a couple. I think I have a couple studies saved on my computer. I can probably send you. But uh, yeah, I mean, well, here, let's let's kind of wrap it up for today here. I had a really great talk with you, Victor. I think I, I learned a lot about where you're coming from. I think you learned a lot about where I'm coming from. Um, maybe we can try to do this again sometime soon and maybe have you on. Maybe we can try to pick like a specific topic and just try to stick to maybe one particular topic or claim or something. Um, and maybe we can investigate, but we follow each other on TikTok and you know, you've got my email, so we can always stay in touch. Um, you're more than welcome to reach out to me with anything, but well, I got to tell um, you, I, I have to tell you, uh, I, I I'm impressed. Uh, you were nothing more. You were nothing but professional. You allowed me several times to get after the answers that you were trying to get after. And I would love to be your guest again. Absolutely. I, thank you so much for coming on, Victor. Um, before we go, um, are there any links, books, websites, anything that you would like to link before you go? Anything that you just like and you want us to check out? You did tell me that you that you would ask me that, and I did not. I did not prepare, so please forgive You're me. You're all right. What Next I can time, do. The what next time, time I'll is, have some. Um, yeah, no problem. What you can do is you can send me all the links to everything that you do um, through email, and I will link it in the description of the podcast episode um, on YouTube and on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so that everyone can just go into the description and check out whatever you would like my audience to check out. How much do you have, if you don't mind me asking? I got a couple thousand people out there that like to listen, maybe even more. I mean, my analytics aren't 100% accurate, so it's probably a little higher than what it says, but there's a couple thousand of you out there. Well, I, I, again, I want to thank you and I, I look forward to any, I'm retired. So any day is a good day for me. There you go. Thank you, Victor. I hope to speak to you soon. You too, sir. Hello, everybody. And welcome to the final thoughts segment for the Victor interview. To be honest, I was a bit skeptical about having Victor on the show based off of our interactions through TikTok comment sections and private messages. But once we started talking through email and then eventually calling into the show to talk a little bit before the show, I realized that he was going to be a great guest. 
I had a great time during the conversation, and I like to think that Victor did too. So let's take a look at some of the claims that me and Victor discussed during our conversation. First of all, he said a few times that there were no contradictions in the entire Bible, and I eventually had to shut that down because there's definitely, without a doubt, more than one contradiction throughout the entirety of the Bible. The first one that I brought up just off the top of my head was the contradiction of what color Jesus's robe was. In Matthew 27, 8, it says that the robe is scarlet, but in Mark 15, 17, and 20, it states that it's purple. Or that in Matthew 22, 39, it says to love thy neighbor, but then in Matthew 10, 34, it says to hate everybody and even yourself, or you can't be Jesus's disciple. And those were just the two contradictions that came up just off the top of my head during the interview. Victor used circular reasoning more than once during this interview, which, if you're unaware, circular reasoning is essentially using the Bible to prove the Bible. But the Bible is the claim, it's not the evidence. The Bible is no more evidence for a god than the Spider-Man comic books are evidence of Spider-Man. I need empirical evidence and independent resources, not arguments from incredulity and circular reasoning. Victor began to bring up the evidence for Jesus' existence whatsoever, and I frankly don't care whether Jesus existed. I care about the magic superpowers and the magic things in general that happened in the Bible. The topic here was evidence for a God, not evidence for Jesus as a person. Overall, I was very happy and impressed with my interview with Victor as his first outing talking to an atheist face-to-face -face about this type of stuff, and he's already agreed to come on to the show once again to talk about another aspect of Christianity. So make sure to stay tuned and hear more of Victor. Thanks everybody for tuning into this episode of Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. If you like what you hear, make sure to share the show with your friends and leave a review on your favorite streaming platform before leaving. If you're watching this episode over on YouTube, make sure to like this video, subscribe to my channel, and leave a comment below with your thoughts on this interview. What do you believe, and why do you believe it? I'll see you next time.